decisions, 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 decisions. Who's going to win this weekend? So it's going to be a big, big, big fight. Uh, big fight now at the UFC uh, this weekend, UFC 263. There's two title fights um, on the cards and a big name's coming uh, back to the octagon after uh, after staying dormant for a long while. Uh, Nate Diaz, uh, known as one of the, um, uh, well, him and his brother Nick Diaz, they're both needle movers uh, in the sport. So Israel Adesanya versus Marvin Vittori, these two are fighting going head to head again. Uh, it's going to be one of the ti- one of the title fights in the card main event. So what can I say? I mean, who do I think is going to be out of this? There's, I think I think um, out of these, two, as in looking at Israel Adesanya's last match with Jan Blachowicz, um, you know, everybody thought that Jan was going to lose and that Israel was going to win. That wasn't the case. But I mean, with Vittori and Izzy Starbender uh, they're far more easily matched Vittori is 6 foot um, Israel Adesanya is 6 foot 4 uh, Vittori's reach is 74 inches Adesanya's reach is 80 inches and um, yeah so Vittori has a brown belt in Brazilian Jiu Jitsu whilst uh, Starbender has a purple belt um, but for me I mean They've both got their advantages and disadvantages. Um, Vittori is good on the ground. He has a lot of power on the ground. Um, so for me, if he gets his hand on, if he gets his hands on Adesanya, wants to take him down to the ground in a, in a takedown, then for me, I think Adesanya is going to be in trouble because um, Vittori will hold him there, keep him there, and just get a submission. All oh, this TKOs or um, a knockout. But he will surely definitely be able to keep him down, then control him, and just do plenty of damage, and gradually, eventually, get a mission out of the guy. Um, so, yeah, where Starben has advanced to be on his feet, whilst he's standing up, his stand up is good. He's fast. He's athletic. He's flexible. He's quick on his feet, and you know he's got a long reach, a longer reach than Vittori. And so, of course, when he's landing his punches, he doesn't. The way I understand it, he doesn't. May not need no so need to be to say so close to land a good strike uh, while staying a good distance to stay to um, keep away from Maturi and uh, you know to also get away in time. Also, on that where that's concerned in terms of striking and the stand up, Maturi's uh, um, striking his accuracy isn't that great com- in comparison to Adesanya. So um, fine, you know Maturi may have that power whilst on the ground, but once he's standing up. In front, his stand-up, of course, is not going to be as good as uh, Desanya. Again, you know, when it comes to moving footwork, athleticism, um, cardio, of course, uh, Desanya holds all the cards. Then has the advantage. So, um, you, you know, it's going to be for me. It's going to be even though this will be the second time. It's going to be a very interesting, very interesting uh, match. Seeing these these two guys go head to head, even though they fought before, this time they're going to come back stronger and far more willing to um, to win the fight. The press conference is also very interesting as well. Um, it was really heated, really, really heated. I can't <laughs> remember entirely what was uh, said, but I, I I did pick up a few things that were said, especially on Adesanya. So I like just cussing um, to to and fro, talking about um, Vittori's teeth. And I think some time ago, Someone had done. It was like a meme. It was the uh, the promotional card. This was sometime last week, actually, and I think everything was normal except for Marvel Tori's face. He looks like some sort of Frankenstein, 
not Frankenstein, but he looks like some sort of Halloween monster with his face all disfigured and just his eyes, eyeballs pointing in different directions. Um, so, you know, um, but that aside, all the laughing and all the press conferences, so you know, everyone's going to be more concerned what happens in the ring. Press co- the uh, trash talking, as they call it, in the um, press conference that's to sell the fight. Okay, that's great. Uh, of course, and you know, brings more heightens the tension, heightens the tension for the audience. It um, helps give um, gives a boost to the pay per view buys. Uh, but again, you know, what's the score will be settled within that octagon. So um, I'm looking forward to see what happens there. For me, so who would I think we would have these two guys? I think it will be. I'm gonna go Starbender on this one because Starbender has the speed and athleticism, and even though at UFC 259 when he was fighting against Jan Blackwitz, you know Blackwitz is uh, much heavier, much bigger than Vittori. Vittori is much more evenly matched to Adesanya, so it's it's going to be a much more fair level playing field. Um, even the fight there's different weight classes, but still a fight's a fight. Um, it's going to be a much more um, much more level playing field uh, because the two guys, their stats, uh, their reach and their height um, and um, their weight is a, a lot more closely matched to the to the other opponent. So, but again, I'm going to go with Izzy on this one because he has the, you know, he can, he can throw the punches and move at the same time. And before you get the person down to a takedown, you have to be able to hold on to them and then try and bring them down at least even if they do it through a clinch. So, um, yeah. I'm gonna go with this, with Israel uh, Sonny on this one. Starbender, uh, I'll put my money, put my money, my betting money on him. Now moving on to moving on to the next fight, which is uh, between, which is almost like a rematch again because of the last fight that they had back at UFC 256, that was in a contest. No contest or no, it wasn't in a contest. It was a majority draw. So it was a very entertaining fight, very, very entertaining fight indeed. Uh, these two guys look like really going at it, fighting to the death. Um, especially, um, I, but I mean, it was a draw, but if really if the judges were going to make up their minds and just kind of make a decision, because they didn't really make a decision uh, for that fight, at least if they made a decision, then one of these guys would know where they stand, you know, whether the winner or the loser, uh, whether the rankings change uh, or not. Um, for me, the last fight at UFC 256 where they um, fought before, I would have said that um, Figueredo was the winner of that fight. Marine, um, Brandon, of course, did perform really well. He did. But, you know, Figueredo, you could clearly see that he was the guy who was having the upper hand when he was really fighting ferociously, at least at the beginning of the fight anyway. Um, but for me, overall, he probably was, you know, Fighting just a little bit, a, a little bit better, but hey, the judges, uh, even Dana White, can't really influence what the judges think. So um, this time around, um, again, it's going to be an interesting uh, match uh, fight. I'm sure they're going to treat us again to the to the to what looks like a bloodbath uh, in the last match, and that you know they're really, I think they're really evenly matched. You know, um, Figueroa, his stats are he's about five foot five. In height and his reach is sixty eight inches. His opponent is height is five foot seven. His reach is seventy inches, 
and um, each of them are black belts in Brazilian Jiu-Jitsu. So they are, if you, yeah, they they're really, really, really closely matched, really, really closely matched. So that's probably one of the reasons as to why they fought like they did, as in they gave each other hell in that cage at, back at UFC 256. And they fought so well and really entertained the crowd. It was a crazy match. You know, you could hear the commentary. The, the commentators were, were just uh, shocks. Um, so, yeah, I am looking forward. So, who do I think will win? God, it's going to be so close. So close. I could say Figueroa, but at the same time, Marina has shown that he is definitely a force to be reckoned with. Absolutely, and I could say the Maroons going to win, but again, like I could say his opponent Figueroa is, you know, definitely a force to be reckoned with. In fact, when I say he's a force to be reckoned with, it's kind of like an understatement because they these two guys are so well matched to each other, so well evenly matched, and they fight so well. They're very entertaining to watch. They entertain the crowds. They before they're really really good, um, proper uh, mixed martial arts fighters for their weight class. Um, God, or could it be another draw? Another no contest, another draw, a majority draw. If I had to decide, I'd probably go for. Okay, I'll put my betting money on Figueroa to win. Yeah, I put money, put my money on him. Um, he seems like the much more aggressive fighter. Um, at least we saw that in the match. Um, but I can't make up my mind. You see, at the beginning of the match, he was fighting really um, aggressively, ferociously. As time went on. Marina started to um, uh, kind of try and claim back that all the points he had lost at the beginning of the fight. So, um, this is such a hard one. I am going to go, yes, for Figueredo. For Figueredo. Yes, that's it. Mine made up. Moving on, we have, yeah, the Leon Edwards uh, versus Nate Diaz. Uh, this is the uh, match where you see Nate Diaz coming back to, to the Octagon after nearly two years. Um, the last time he fought was against Jorge Marfidal back at. I'll write down somewhere. Back at UFC 244. But, so, Leon Edwards' uh, most recent fight back at UFC Vegas 21 uh, against Bilal Mohamed. Um, the. It was no contest um, because of the eye poke, which happened twice. A lot more serious on the fir- on the second time than comparison to the first time, um, you know. But even in the run up to the in- to that incident, which um, the fight just had to be stopped because Bilal just couldn't continue because his eye was swelling up and bleeding. It was a really nasty injury, but thankfully he's uh, healed and he's going to be fighting again uh, pretty soon. Um, Leon. Edwards did did um, if you watch the match and I watched it closely he did um, you could see it was obvious that he was winning the whole fight um, even the short time that they fought he's you know he's quick he's uh, fast and uh, in the octagon he was really tracking and going after be like putting pressure on on um, Blah Mohammed um, while he was fighting the octagon and he was taking shots really well um, now if you compare it to Nate Diaz. When Nate Diaz fought Jorge Marfidal back at UFC 244, um, uh, you know, I put a a small poll on my Instagram stories just the other day, and um, quite a few people actually were saying that Leon Edwards would win. 
even someone who I know, who, one of my kickboxing coaches, who is really well, really well involved in the sport. In fact, he's going to be having his first professional um, fight soon with um, bare knuckle fighting in a championship. If he's watching this, he'll know who he is. Um, he voted that Leon Edwards would win. I was thinking, well, why would you? There's a reason why they say that the Diaz brothers are needle movers. And so I went and watched Nate Diaz's um, most recent fight. And, okay, now I understand why people voted the way they did. And um, I understand why this guy, particular person, voted the way, they, the way they did. I would have thought naturally they would have gone the other way and voted for Nate Diaz to come out as the winner in this fight. Um, but looking at Nate Diaz's um, fight with Jorge Marfidel, just his stand-up and... Um, he doesn't fight too much, in the, at least one in this fight, he didn't fight too much on the ground. Um, as one of the commentators was saying with Joe Rogan, that uh, he fights uh, a lot better off his back whilst he's uh, standing up. His stand-up is a lot better than his, than his ground game. Um, also, he has a skin condition that once he starts taking shots, I mean, if you look at this fight with these two guys, Jorge Marvidal is not, has, has barely a scratch on his face. You, you know, there's no injuries, no open wounds, no blood. Whilst Nate Diaz, his face is just a complete fucking mess. And uh, it just looks horrible. And anyone who's fighting with that sort of blood and all sorts of just mess all over your face, of course, it is going to compromise and affect how you fight, perform in the fight. So for me, um, yeah, I'm going to go for Leon Edwards. He's going to come out as the winner for, for this fight. It's faster quicker um you know like nate diaz uh, he puts pressure on his opponent fine uh but leon edwards looks like he's gonna be has that has that um advantage over over nate that he seems just fast and a bit sharper on in the um in the octagon yeah uh, i'm not gonna get ramble on about that too much but that's my prediction for those for those three fights and it's been confirmed by Dana White that the winner of this fight will get a title fight with uh, Colby Covington so uh, if Nate Diaz does win and that's not impossible excuse me guys if Nate Diaz does win this fight and that's not impossible then that fight between Nate Diaz and Colby Covington is going to be huge and there's going to be a lot of pay-per-view buys probably not on the same level as let's say if it was a Conor McGregor fight or a Khabib fight Khabib or GSP fight if those two guys were still um, actively uh, competing in mixed martial arts um, but still there'll be a lot of interest showing um, showing that fight by um, by viewers by fight fans so PFL PFL 4 this new girl who's coming from boxing, Clarissa Shields, uh, her first debut match in PFL against Brittany Elkin. Um, not much I can say, but I thought I'd look into it because um, it seems like a really interesting show. Like, there's something s- special uh, about her. So uh, I looked at the fight, um, and yeah, she's, she seems uh, really good. I mean, for her debut, um, her performance was really impressive. And looking at her boxing career, she's fought by 11 times, hasn't lost a single match. Could that be a reason as to why she performed so well in her debut? Maybe it could have a, it could have, um, 
one or two contributor contributory factors or you, you know uh maybe her endurance was really high taught her how to last endurance wise in the octagon there for, for a long time at least to fight to the to the end at least fight until you win get a submission tko or a knockout um but yeah there's not much else to say it was um it was impressive it was an impressive fight and uh from what i can see if she won this fight her debut then of course um definitely there's no doubt that we're hearing hearing or seeing a lot more of her and maybe uh not sound sillier but maybe um she's what about 26 27 years old now you might we may see her in the ufc's uh, in some time in the future so i think last but not least uh mixed martial arts mma news no mixed martial arts let's say the acronym mma news um so paula costa recently um and this is of course nothing new to people um but i'm just gonna briefly run through kind of repeat what's what most people know already um so paula costa recently pulled off a um uh, really big event fight with uh jared um, canonia I think this should have been a title fight, I think, because Costa is ranked at number two in his weight division, I think, I should know this, in his weight division, which is, let me check that. Yes, I think he's ranked as number two in his, in the UFC middleweight rankings, in the UFC, in the UFC middleweight weight division. So, if he had won, that definitely would have gone up the ranks, and uh, he would probably put put himself in a position for a title fight. Um, but the reason why he uh, actually cancelled the fight, withdrew himself from the fight, was because of the salary. He wasn't happy. He isn't happy. No, was but we keep talking about in past tense. But he, you know, still, it's an ongoing issue as far as as he is concerned. He is not being paid the salary that he thinks he's he's um, that he's deserved that he's deserving of um he thinks he's worth more than what the ufc is currently paying him and okay the ufc and dana white are notorious for, for how much they pay uh, their fighters for, especially for the fact that they are the biggest uh, mixed martial arts promotional promoter in the whole world you know i have bellator um pfl um one championship and uh and there's a lot of other names i could th- that i can think of but the question i'm asking is that is he going to get paid? Is there anyone in the UFC going to pay him what he's looking for, he's asking for? Because this probably goes back, this probably relates to many other situations I can think of, the John Jones situation, but you can't really compare it at all because John Jones has... <laughs> John Jones and um, Paul Acosta. Paul Acosta is incomparable to John Jones. Uh, uh, you know, that's just, that's the fact. So, um, of course, I'll be making myself sound foolish if I said that, if I said that he can kind of say he's almost in the same position as John Jones. No, he's not. I'm not trying to say that at all. Um, but I mean, John Jones hasn't lost a single fight. What I, what the question I'm asking is, potentially could Dana White in the UFC um, cut Paul Acosta? Because one of the things that, Paul, that um, Dana White said and he's right, and many people agree with him, and um, many people agree with him more so for the fact that Paul Acosta basically was going on and on and bitching and moaning 
about the whole fight saying it was rigged he doesn't agree with how the whole thing was run this and that and da 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 and blah 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 and uh, you know well his performance in the fight was just it was ridiculous and it was just just you know <sighs> it was rubbish it was crap it was humiliating it was, it was at UFC 253 so, um, you know, the guy's just standing there like a statue, you know, barely moving. And um, uh, Israel Asana just picked the guy apart and, uh, you know, he won. So, Dana White made the case that um, he's just come off a really humiliating loss. So, really, he has no, he really shouldn't be talking. He should keep his mouth, uh, mouth shut. And I agree. And this fight that he just kind of, he's thrown away the opportunity you now. He's kind of, washed his hands of the whole situation he's pulled out if he had won that fight then okay then he could have used that as an opportunity to right all the wrongs make make the situation right put himself back into a situation whereby he has now has more leverage and has much more of an argument to make has more you know what's the word i can use um he has more leverage. Um, he has a stronger case to make to uh, to get more money to get a bigger salary. Fine, you know, if he had done that, but he didn't do that. He said he pulled out of the fight, and um, in this sort of situation, he's going to be the losing guy because the UFC have nothing to lose or nothing to to gain by. Well, they have nothing to lose by let, letting him go, letting him go. Excuse me, not gone, but letting him go, and listening listening to Dana White. If Paul Acosta pushes this, despite. Paul Acosta's ranking in the um, in his weight division I've got a good feeling that the UFC may just say okay fine you want to go then go because the, his performance back at UFC 253 from what I can see how people are making fun of him everywhere all over the internet all over the social media platforms it was really really bad and not just his, his performance but people's opinions how they reacted you know the mixed martial arts community the sort of reaction they that they had towards his loss it was you know people were you know it's just he didn't even really do anything in that fight so uh, when it comes to this situation whereby he's asking for more money it's like well you should fight first perform first um you know win back all those points that you lost and then come back to the to then come back to the negotiating table and then make your case for a higher for a better salary until then, you really don't have any, you don't have a leg to stand on, because his performance at UFC 253 was woeful. So, guys, um, I think I'm gonna wrap that this up here. Um, there's not much else going on that I'm yet to talk about that's happening in the mixed martial arts community or the sports itself. So I'm not gonna ramble on for too long. Um, so yes, you can find, you can listen to my um, podcast on Spotify on. Apple on Google Podcasts and you can follow me on Instagram and Twitter. On Instagram my name's IcoJarko1. On Twitter my na- on Twitter and on Facebook my name's IcoJarko. And um yeah yeah I keep twit again so tongue twisted. Well um what else was I gonna say yeah, so I may um I may be expanding my podcast a little bit but um, I've been approached by one or two people who'd like to co host with me so um that's that's something that might be in in the in the works in the pipeline so let's let's see how it goes uh but until then guys thanks again and take care bye bye <laughs>